Be prepared to experience a life-changing teaching designed to challenge you to discover your blessings in a world-fulfilled life. From the ministry of Reverend Isaac Abzalabaz Awuni from the International Central Gospel Church, Paradise Temple. And now, today's sermon. We give you glory as we celebrate our native culture and tradition day. Give us the strength, the spirit, the grace. May we receive message that is of season. Bless us. We break out from every tradition and culture that is not worthy of our faith. In the name of Jesus, I submit myself under grace. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, today is culture and tradition day as part of our 11th anniversary that we are beginning it today. Every year we shall celebrate it. So we are looking at Christianity and traditions. Christianity and traditions. What is the marriage between the two? Where does Christianity end? Where does tradition comes in? Where that tradition ends? And for this matter, we are talking about pagan traditions. Amen. We are talking about what? Pagan tradition. We are not talking about every tradition that is, that is wrong. We are talking about pagan, that is hurting tradition. Traditions that does not honor God and the moral principles or the spiritual laws of God. That is what we are looking for. Okay? We are not talking about traditions that are just moral norms. Because some of the normal, this is traditional way. God is not against it. Is that okay? Yes. So, there are some of the traditional norms which is okay. But we are talking about the ones that is against God, the laws of God, the moral laws of God, and the spiritual laws of God, those traditions, how do we be able to ourselves from such traditions that it may not become a hindrance to our Christian life? Because most Christians are being affected by pagan traditions. Today, there's a lot of paganism in the church which we embrace as part of what Christianity but in actual fact it is what pagan worship and pagan beliefs and we have to be able to differentiate it so we know where we stand we cannot compromise we can't say that because we are from a native land or we are from a particular culture of tradition so we embrace everything and 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 there are people who believe and who goes about that? Well, we can't throw away our tradition. We can't throw away our culture. We can't throw... Yes, I believe that we can't throw away our tradition and culture. But we can also embrace every tradition and culture. The Bible even says that do not do away with the ancient landmarks. That is, there is something which is of old, which is of ancient times, that is of benefit to us. But there are still some that we cannot accept just because there are traditions and, and there are cultures and there are norms that we were born to, to, to meet and we're born to see. And if it is not helping us, we still have to receive it because we're born to, 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 into, into this culture, into this tradition. Some of them are archaic. 
Some of them are demonic. Some of them have not benefited us. Some of them is troubling us. And we should be able and bold to say it that these traditional and cultures, it is not blessing us. It is what? Killing and warring us in the name of Jesus. Amen. So let's look. Colossians chapter 2, 7 and 8 and see what the Bible has to say. And then we pick it from there. Let's take it up. Let's go to like 5 and come down. For though I am absent in the flesh, yet I am with you in spirit, rejoicing to see your good order and the steadfastness of your faith in Christ. As you therefore have received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in him. Somebody say walk in him. Say walk in him. Say as you receive Christ. Say as I've received Christ. I will walk in him. Amen. Let's move on. Rooted and built up in him. And established in the faith. As you have been taught. Abounding in it with thanksgiving. Eight. Beware. Lest anyone cheat you through philosophy and empty deceits according to the tradition of what men according to the basic principles of the world and not according to Christ say beware that nobody deceives you according to the traditions of men and the philosophies of men and empty deceits and basic principles of the world. I will teach part one, then we will do the rest from other years. Because we have to do how tradition affects all. Because all these things mentioned are hot. Traditions, philosophy of men, empty deceit, traditions of men, basic principles of the world. These four are all traditions that affect Christianity. And Paul said, we have to be what? Aware. We have to be aware that these things does not the traditions so we are zeroing in the traditions of men. Most of us have been affected by the traditions of men. Most of us are Christians but we can still not walk with God faithfully because of what some traditions we came to meet. Hallelujah. We still believe in some traditions. I'm trying to be more polite and holy so some of the things I will not say because but sometimes I meet people who still believe in some traditions and, 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 and I ask them are you a Christian? They say yes. And you still believe this and practice it? You say but we can't throw away what our forefathers forefathers not now fathers or future fathers, but what's our forefathers, whom some of them you don't even know. But we can't throw them away. Because it's a tradition we came to meet. And I know some of you, you love it so much, you can't throw it away. You love your tradition so much. The pagan tradition. The ones the Bible said that, don't. Some of you, you love it too much. You still want to. Hallelujah. And you don't, you can't just break away from it. Even though the Bible is talking against us. Tradition conflicts a lot 
of Christian life. Amen. There's a root conflict between pagan tradition and Christianity. And if you want to practice pagan traditions and also live as Christians, there is going to be a lot of conflict in our Christian life. We cannot because pagan tradition does not enable a Christian to worship God faithfully. There's a conflict. Hallelujah. And the scripture we read tells us some of it. It tells us some of it. That number one, pagan tradition will not enable a Christian to walk faithfully in Christ. Most of us, because of what? Paganism, we cannot walk faithfully in Christ. You know what? Pagan tradition confuses most Christians to believe in alternative spiritual ways of getting spiritual results. That is why a Christian goes to church and still believes in pouring of libation. That is why a Christian still fasts and prays and still believe in Sraha. You know Sraha. In Sraha, either they give you, they tell you that take coins. Go to a crossroad or a T junction and drop the coins there. Or cook a food. Take the food to a T junction or a cemetery road. Or the road to your hometown. Put the food there or sprinkle the, the food. That is what? Sraha. Most Christians believe. You hear Christians who say they go to church and they will give them spiritual alternative direction. That if you want God, if you want solution, then you have to wake up, go to the junction and then take naked and bath at the junction. And Christians are doing it. One day I was doing um, night prayer. Walking and praying. I used to do that a lot. I wake up like 12 midnight and I will just be walking and then be praying all, all over. Walking and be praying all over. So I moved through down there. I came over there and then and I saw this sister, you know, I was using my mobile light. So I saw somebody standing there and then bathing at a junction. So when I get, I thought, what am I seeing is true or not? So I went closer. Or seeing is believing. No, I don't want. I don't believe in they say. I want to say I said. So I went closer. And when I went there, she was not even minding me. Busy with buckets of water. Standing in the sun or on the sand. And bathing with local sponge. You know local sponge. Bathing. So I stopped. That's a sister. Amen. So she was looking at me. Then I told her, this church and this thing. I said, oh, okay, okay. She was so absent-minded that while I was talking to her, she still has forgotten. Amen. So, 
she washed down and then dressed up everything. And I brought her here to the church in the night. I called some other friend and then came and then we did deliverance for her and then spoke to her and this. And they used the Bible, counsel her and this thing. Then we told her, don't ever go to that church again. I said, you know what you are doing? I am not into talking about traditions and spirits. But one of the fastest way where spirits lay hold of women is to be naked in the middle. Between the hours of 10 p.m. to 4 a.m. It is not prudent for a woman to walk outside without clothes on. Amen. Even those who bath in outside bathroom that is not covered. Sometimes not even advisable that after 10 p.m. a woman should be walking outside. You see some people, it's only clothes on their chest. And they'll be walking outside around that time. Even putting, I'm just using the little spiritual pagan beliefs that I know from my native land. It's not even advisable. And much more. And I'm telling you, the kind of manifestations that the sister manifested here. But this is it. People are believing. Hallelujah. Pagan traditions. It gives Christians alternative way for spiritual results. Sometimes somebody is in need of the fruit of the womb. They will tell you, let us go to this man. Let's go to this pastor or this. It's very powerful. You go there and you realize that it is not a pastor. It is a shrine or fetish. And some of our ladies, you can testify places they've sent you. Where you are going, the pastor, you go there, they tell you, bring this, bring this, bring this. What, 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 one lady I was talking to said she went to one pastor or one priestess, one prophetess. And she said she should bring a female three days old chick. Where are you going to get chicken baby girl? When chickens are babies, they look the same. So where are you going to look, get chicken baby girl, madam? I said, what do you want? What do you want? You know what she told me? He said, Reverend, but if you go to uh, shrines and this, sometimes they ask things which are difficult than this. She's making reference to what? Pagan tradition. That if you go to shrines and, and this thing, they ask something which is difficult. So I said, what are you going to do? I said, I didn't get it. So I called him and he said, I should come. One is 25 Ghana cities and I need 12. So 25 times 12 is going to give the money to. And I asked her, so are you sure that she's going to get chicken baby girls? Alternative spiritual ways. So Colossians said that because of this paganism, most Christians are not able to walk. Faithfully. Some of us, once a while, in our mind, it comes. Should we go to uh, Malam? Should we go to Juju? Or should we go? Sometimes it comes. Because when you are unbeliever, somebody stole your money and you go to Ibiza. So that thing is still with you. Hallelujah. That thing is still with you. 
So you still believe. So paganism has a conflict of making the Christian able to watch. Work faithfully with God. Number two, it's also had a conflict of making a Christian to build up in Christ. It has a problem. Most Christians are not built up in Christ. Just because of what? Paganism. Pagan traditions. Because pagan traditions lead most Christians to depend on spiritual men and other secret objects instead of God and Christ. Most. Most. Today, most people depend on men of God. Because you know something? In our pagan tradition, we believe in what? The chief priest in the village. The chief juju man. That is what we have believed. So, instead of believing Christ, no, 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 we still believe. That is why today, most people believe in men of God instead of God and Christ himself. Most people, most, most. It is not bad to believe in what? Men of God, of course. Because after all, Jesus said, if anybody accepts you, they accept me. If they don't accept you, they don't accept me. And it's a principle. Amen. It's a principle that is there because nobody has seen Christ before. Jesus said that nobody has seen God before. But if you have seen me, you have seen him. The same thing, nobody has seen Christ before. We are the people that Christ has sent. So if you receive us, we receive Christ. If you don't receive us, you don't receive Christ. Hallelujah. There's no mediator between God and man except Christ. There's no mediator between Christ and man except what? His chosen what? Apostle, pastors, priests, evangelists, or whatever. According to what? The order of what? Ecclesiastes. So, it is all right to believe. But we don't depend on men of God or uh, on spiritual men of God. Totally. Somebody walked to me one day in the office. And when he came, as soon as he came, he bowed down and then greeted me. When he was bowed down, I also rise up. So when he bowed down, I bowed down. And he greeted me. And he said, oh, great one. No, 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 no. Sit down. So I was like, what is the problem here? He was like, man of God. She started. Spoke plenty. And I said that, okay, this is what I'm going to do for you. When you close work, just come. Come with your wife. Come with your children. We are going to pray together for three days. After three days, I'll get some of my intercessors and church leaders who organize deliverance. And whatever the issue is, it will be taken care of. He said, no, 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 no. This man was in my office. I want to work. He will not move. And I, I, I told them sometimes when we are having service and the grace of God, the anointing of God is around to deliver and to do the work of God. Don't think that we are some spiritual beings who have appeared from mass. No. He is believing in what? Spiritual man. And sacred objects. I'm telling you that today, some Christians believe in anointing oil more than the name of Jesus Christ. I'm telling you. I am telling you. On an average day, meet a Christian, stop the Christian, look into their bag, 
or look into their car or look into their pocket, you will find anointing oil. You never see a Bible. Hallelujah. Let a Christian get a problem. They will look for anointing oil than quoting the word. <laughs> Am I lying? They will look for anointing oil than quoting the scriptures. But you know what Jesus said? My word have I exalted above my name that at the mention of what? My name, every knee will bow. And the word is what? Christ. The word is Christ. Quoting the word is referring Christ to the situation. And every knee bows. But we have now believed in sacred objects. Symbols. I believe in them, but they are not, they are not power source of God. But that is what some of the believe. So today, people are bringing this pagan belief into the church that we go to places and so-called spiritual men tell us that they want to bath us and we believe. And we believe. Because this thing was in the world pagan tradition so we have brought it to church and it's given a problem that Christians are not built up in God we don't depend in Christ again our trust our depend is in objects and people somebody goes to church because of what a person I hope you are not like that pastor travels and nobody comes to church one day, I was doing a series. I was doing a teaching service for almost about a month or two months. I was just doing teaching service. One day after church, somebody came to me and said, Pastor, looks like these days your anointing has gone down. I think we have to organize intercession for you. Pastor, or maybe sun has gone into you. I said, what have I done? He said, because we don't see fire. We don't see fire when you preach. We don't see fire. We don't see cast out devils. In I said, oh. I said, so every day after casting out the devils and all the devils is gone, how do you make money? How do you take care of your house? How do you take care of your wife, your husband? How do you move your life forward? Because when demon leave you, it doesn't mean that you are going to be rich. When we chase all the demons away from you, in fact, you will no more be a Christian. Every Christian need to need two or three demons around. They check you. Hallelujah. Even Almighty Jesus had Judas. He wasn't Arano, he was part. As if that was not enough. Almighty Jesus has demon in Peter. And while Jesus was busy doing ministry, the demon in Peter too was confusing him. And Jesus said, Hey, Peter, this demon, me, I have prayed for you. Jesus didn't say, I've cast it out to Say, I'll pray for you. That demon will t- definitely torture you. That demon will cause you to backslide. But because I pray for you, you will return. But when you return, make sure that anybody that you see a demon tormenting, pray for that person. Hallelujah. Sometimes you have to allow a demon to torture a Christian small so that they will run. Paul said that, release them unto the devil, but pray that their soul may be saved. 
in first Timothy chapter 1 verse 20. He said that Timothy concerning him is he himanius or whatever I offer him unto Satan. Sometimes we need small demons to, to check. The day all the demons will leave your life you see you backslide. You come to church. Sometimes one of them is there. When they shake you, you sit up. But because of what this paganism it has work conflicting our total building up in Christ. But I'm praying that today you shall be delivered. I say you shall be delivered. You shall walk out. What are some of the pagan traditions that the, the, the Bible abhors or the Bible does not encourage? Remember I told you there are some pagan beliefs or norms that are okay. I mean, if you are sitting down and an adult comes, you have to get up for the adult to sit down. Do you get it? You don't wash, you don't eat without washing your hands. They say in the night, you don't blow whistle. When you mistakenly blew whistle in the night, what my father would do to you? And you know what they said? He said, when you do that, you are calling dwarfs. So we used to be afraid. The moment is night and you blow a whistle, hey, hey. You see, when you blow the night, have you seen, shush, shush, shush. have you seen the three days, shush, shush, shush. the drops are coming. We are quiet. Even though it was a myth, it was a deception, but you know something, they use it to control peace and calmness in the night. Because when the old men and, the, and then the women, when they go to farm and they come in the night, after everything, they are relaxing under the trees and they are thinking. So this is not the time you should be blowing so young men to disturb them. They needed this, the, the, the harmonized atmosphere for the night. So they brought in those things to control. Okay? Which is bad. And I've grown with that. Now I can't blow whistle in the night. When I love a song and then the song is coming through whistle, I have to control it because dwarfs will not come back still. That thing is in the it is not that bad. You don't sweep in the night. That is not a bad norm. You know the reason why? Because they believe that in the night maybe a coin or a penny or a lady's bees might have fallen torn and some have hidden places. So you don't sweep them off. Wait in the following, in the morning daylight. They pick all those things before you sweep. That is okay. When adults sit down, you don't walk behind them. That was okay. You know, all the reason is that when adult is sitting down, sometimes they are thinking on those things and this thing. You see, you don't go and walk behind them. Either you hit them or either you disturb their peace. They want to relax quiet. So all those things were hot. Something to control order. It's not bad. But there are some of the traditional norms and beliefs which is anti-Christ. Or anti-Christians. And we look at some of them. Let's go straight to Leviticus chapter 19 verse 28. You shall not make any what? Cuttings in your flesh for what? Oh please, we are preaching together. You shall not make any cuttings on your for nor any marks on your for I am hot. Tattoos and marks. I didn't say it. 
Is it there? You shall not make any marks on your body for the dead or tattoo any parts of your body. For I am the Lord. It's a tradition that some people believe. You see my own? This one is not tribal mark. It is not tribal mark. It was made for the deaf. Because my mother used to give birth. If she gave birth, it dies. She gave birth to five. All of them died. So when I was born and I survived for one month, they gave that mark. That if I should die and come back, if it is the same life, which goes and come, goes and come. Then after this mark, if I die and I come back, they have to see the mark. So it was a mark made for the dead. Most of you, they made those marks on you. Which you didn't know. Christ has saved us. Christ has saved me now. It's gone. Fine. So I'm wearing it as life. was the reason some of you the marks they've cut on your navels cut your back cut here cut here cut on your hands they make cuts on your body and it's a traditional word believe it's a pagan practice some of them has tattooed thou shalt not tattooed any marks on you I am the Lord many traditions we are carrying it on and those of us who are saved are continuing in it when I give birth to my sons they were disturbing me, bring them, we have to give them the traditional mark, bring them, we have to give them the traditional mark I say for what, give me the reason why I have to give the marks, if it is worthy, I'll carry it on so because it is, that is what our ancestors left for us and that is what identify us that we are from this ancestry I see my children are from are not from any ancestry we are from the ancestry of Christ they are led to Christ they are born in Christ if you didn't name them you have no ancestral connection with them but here we are we are continuing it and today, most of us, is fun. When you go home, go and Google www.tattoo.belief. Go and Google the roots or the source of tattooism and read. Hallelujah. Sometimes I look at some and I say, oh, well, it's ignorance. But remember, Acts chapter 17, in the days of ignorance, God overlooked. And now he commands everybody to repent because there's a day coming he's going to judge every human being according to the man Christ Jesus. So God does not say, because I did it, I didn't know it was ignorant. For what? Why are you tattooing your body? He that is in Christ is a new thing. All things are passed away. But you tattooed after you were in Christ. Some of us, we enjoy it. 
Christian will go and sit down and open your ties. They tattoo it. Tattoo your back. Tattoo everywhere. And then they'll wear dress and they'll show it. And it's flexing. Highlights. And when you ask some of them, say, I like it. May the Lord deliver you from the spiritual significance of that tattoo. May the Lord save you from the spiritual significance. May the Lord deliver you. You did not know, but today deliverance will take you out of the spiritual connection to that. God will save you. Amen. But from today, you don't continue. You don't go and tattoo your children or make marks on them. You can't continue in it. God said, don't. It was part of the law. Hallelujah. Don't and don't mean don't. And he said, I am the Lord. It means God has established his authority. That I am the only one. When I gave birth to you, I didn't mark your body. I didn't catch your body. I didn't tattoo your body. So don't do it. And we do it. I don't want to talk about the, the deliverance I've had on some of these things. Let's look at the penalty, the curse that goes with this. If God said we shouldn't do it, let's go. The cutting of the body or make, making marks on some parts of the body for spiritual preservations. It's a traditional marks or tattoos which God does not support. It does not support. Hallelujah. And you know, most of the time, Christians will say that, but pastor, it's nothing. That is one, it's nothing. It's nothing. That is why I say, if you go, go and read about. You see, everything that is happening has a source. There's nothing that just happens. So. Everything, it has a source. It has a beginning. If you like, go and find out about the wizard of Illuminati. The goddess or the eye god called Illuminati. Go and Google and see that figure come out. You will see that from the head to the feet full of tattoo. Why should demonic cultic powers are tattooing themselves? Why? Creatures! Why should they tattoo themselves? Do you see Christians tattooing ourselves? No. Because uh, the God we serve, he was not tattooed or he was not making any mark. So, we just believe in and off we go. But there are some sources which believe in that. Let's look at the penalties of the case that is associated with this. Of the curse of, of spiritual traditional marks and tattoos is what ancestral failures. They mark you to the death. He said, Do shall, thou shalt not mark yourself, make any cuts on your body for the death. Thou shalt not tattoo yourself for any. Image, ancestral image. If you do, the case is called ancestral failures. What is ancestral failure? Number one, cycles in life. 
this thing is that the one who did it is gone. But after us children, we are suffering it. The one who first tattooed the body or marked the body is dead and gone. The children who have come, the curse that they inherit in the house, they are coming to face it. That is the danger about spiritual matters. That the one who brings the problem will die and go. And the one who come afterwards come and suffer it. You will live in this life, you are going on cycles. I used to be like that. My life was in cycles. Some of us have been going through cycles. Number two, stagnant in life. You don't move. You don't move. You are at one place in life. One place. Hey, listen to me. You, it has to annoy you if you live in this life and you realize that you are not moving. When I realized that I was not moving in this life, nobody told me to be crazy. Some serious things we did. Hallelujah. We, we, we broke anointing oil on my, my father's pot. Took two anointing oil, stood on my father's pot, broke it. Feeling weight on ankles and feet. Sometimes you are walking but you feel weight. I don't know whether it happened to you. But sometimes you feel that there's a weight. Something is on your ankle. Something. It's on your ankle or something is on your feet or something. Like something. There's a rope pulling you or something. I used to feel like I'll be going in my leg is this. And, I, and sometimes when I pray to deep into the spirit, I sense that there's a weight. Something is pulling. Something is pulling. And I have to go and work on all these things. Amen. Sensing awful presence around. Some of you, you stay in your room and it looks like somebody has entered the room. There's some presence in the room. Or you are walking and it looks like somebody's following you. And some fear grips you. Does it happen to some of you? But you see that there's some awful presence following you. There's some people, they are walking and they hear footsteps behind them. Footsteps. And then disappointment. Some of you, the disappointment you are going through is as a result of some traditional or ancestral marks that they have dedicated or preserved you. Somebody somewhere. Especially those of us from Volta region and then Northern region and then Greater Accra. Who are into these things. These cats and tattoos is part of our traditions. Most of us will suffer these things. Most of us suffer it. And then divorces. Because your life has been preserved and been, and been cut for something else. May the Lord bring deliverance today. I said may the Lord bring deliverance today. May this celebration be the end of any ancestral bondage that you find yourself in. May it end it for you. May you never suffer it twice. May it never repeat itself second times. Hallelujah.
The next ancestral festival that is wrong is ancestral festivals of feasting. Festivals where food are, are cooked for idols. Annually, we meet as a family to celebrate the ancestors or the family deity. We kill. We cook. We eat. We send some to the family house. My father will cook, kill the fowl, send the blood to the idol, and then the meat, take the liver and some parts, go and give it to the idol, and they will come and sit down. And the whole family, the year has come to an end, will come and eat. And you could see that almost all the children and the family are in bondage. They're suffering. And some of us, we still do it year by year. We are going for family gathering. I don't say don't go for family gathering. But when you go, what is the celebration about? Some of us, we go. And it's what? We are coming to worship the ancestors. 